Hello there. Thank you for downloading our message. It is our desire you grow in the mastery of the word and the power of the spirit as you listen. Be blessed. I'm asking, so is the word purpose being overrated or abused by the church in the sense that we go through phases. So your assignment, your task now. So the way I have it is purpose is requirements book. All the things that they say we should do is purpose. Everything. The five things are purpose. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. So every little thing that God now gives me to do, I don't even see them as honest. I just see them as tasks. Like he just wants me to do it. Because they're probably part of the dreams I have and blah, blah, blah. So does that mean the word purpose is overrated or has been abused by the church especially? No offense. The, the, the word will be abused. So this is what we have done. So we say, this is my purpose. Are you listening to me, guys? Don't look at food. Look, look at me. So we say, this is my purpose. We now neglect every other thing that God has put in our hearts. For example, the Bible says in Colossians, I think 3.17, that whatever you do, do in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do. I think Colossians 117. I wrote it down. Remember? So, then, uh, amen. Then, in, in um, Exodus 9.10, it says, whatever your hand finds, finds to do, do it. Yes. So, this is where the issue is. That the unbeliever has a dream. He pursues. He gets it done. You believer, you are praying. Give me a purpose. Lord, show me what to do. You have dreams. You are praying. God, show me what to do. No, let, let, let's break it. So, no, no, you know why? So, you see them, you see them building what they have in their hearts to do. You are building empires. Owning big companies. You are praying and fasting. God, show me what to do. Why? And guess what? When we are praying those prayers, you don't see anything. Yeah. So I prayed, 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 prayed. But it was coming. But I already knew my heart who I was. For example, as a, as a child, I would go to our children's church. I would go to this pulpit and I would imagine that they brought all the kids to preach to. All the kids for me to preach to. So I will stand and imagine that he brought everybody for me to preach to. Now, nobody, nobody told me purpose, vision, dreams. I just was a child where I was. So I would take my, my neighbor's children. I will, as a child, I will put them together. We went to the desert on the road. Go to shop to shop, preaching Jesus. No one taught me vision or purpose or assignments. I would be by my, you know, you know our kids have their role playing they do. What was my own? I imagine that I imagine there's, a, there's an altar there I was preaching to. No altar, I just imagine in my mind that there's an altar there and I was preaching on the altar. No one taught me, find purpose, find vision. I would be at our own fellowship and I, I, I could feel the anointing. I was barely seven or eight years about. No one taught me purpose, vision, or assignments. So I watched I watch, I watch Chris on, on, the, on the altar doing, people are flying. 
I wanted to do it. No one taught me vision or there's someone here with a broken clinical clinical. She's healed. Hallelujah. I wanted it. No one taught me purpose, vision, or assignment. Whatever you will be is already inside of you. Placed there by God. That's why God told, God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 5. He said, Before you were born in mother's womb, I knew you and I formed and I ordained you a prophet. So we are not looking for, we are discovering. So it's not something you are praying and fasting, looking for. No. You are discovering. And there can be many. For example, David was at some point was a shepherd. David became a soldier. He became a musician for the king. Then became a king. But let's, let's live by the word. Live by the word. So people help us create boxes every day. Like when, when I, I, I told I was opening a church, I was going to be a pastor. Person said that person said I am not pastor type. I'm more of a deliverance minister. And I, he means deliverance minister. Yeah. I, I, I felt insulted. <laughs> so spend my life chasing demons. <laughs> you know, but people can put you in one box. They can say, okay, you only preach Holy Ghost. That's what you're called to do. Holy Ghost. Because you know, just spirit move. That's what so people can help you. People can help you to create boxes. So your job is to your job is to your job is to stop looking at people to recognize who you are. Now when you when you sit inside, when you sit in people you can you can recognize like to like. But guess what? Now the way God works is this. That for example, um, at some point you'll see some pastors that are Word of faith in quotes. Some are Holy Spirit move alone in quotes. Now, when God works that, as the word goes on, God begins to make the streams together. So that you have sometimes word of faith, but also deep in that part. But imagine you said that, ah, this is my stream. You just hook yourself there alone. And you're not following all that God has placed on your inside. Because for every generation that one keeps getting better, God keeps increasing his move in people's lives. So you must um, unshackle yourself from man-made boxes. Because they are man-made. They are not the Bible. They are man-made. And you know, we have the idea of the more you want to do something, God is saying no. That no is usually our personal bias. It is no you've been taught to be a, to be a child. All the no's you've heard in your life. Start speaking and you think it's God saying no. No. It is no you've been heard from when you were young. So we are taught to study medicine. So, that is what you want you will be. Just study medicine. Man-made boxes. So, we have dreams. You have things you are passionate about. We are saying, is he God? Is he me? But by your life is hidden in Christ. And Christ in God. He says, it's one that makes you, Philippians 119, it makes you to will and to do. So it makes you to will. That wants to do. Many times, most times, is God speaking in your inside. But because he's not speaking in words like, my daughter Bena, go today and open that shopping mall. And I put echo behind it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, tr- no trumpet. <laughs> so because it's not dramatic, 
we don't know it's God. Question now. Okay. I have Bible. I have no to. Questions. Okay. So does that mean that like that would mean that practically every prompt we get to just do certain things is basically God telling us to get up and do something. Also, one question. I'll answer that. I was just going to ask something like that. that some of us feed our minds some things. Yeah. Some. As in, I fed my mind. Eh? I fed my mind amazing dreams. So there are so many things that just always pop on my mind, and I always smile. Oh, when I hammer, when I hammer, when I hammer, shake it. So all those kind of thoughts, it might be God, though, but I already associated it with what I fed my mind. That because I've seen this a lot. I've seen people live la vida. The people have done life like this. That me too. I'll do that kind of thing. Awesome. Your first That's, question. Um, does it mean that every prompt I get is from God? Yeah. Yes, so check your motives. Why do I want this? Then even pray about it. Pray. Just pen it for a while. Okay, I'm not sure about this. Can I pray? just take our time to pray about this? Then when you pray, how do you feel? Now again, it's tricky because your fears are also speaking. But we must start from the point that God is not limiting me. Let's first put that underlined. Amen. Bernard, first things first. God is not limiting me. Underline that. Because when you have a good theology, you can better understand what God is saying to you. But when your theology is warped, it makes everything you do or hear also messed up. So number one, God is not limiting me. When you establish that in your heart, then you can better discern if this is cool or not. So you are saying, God, okay, I really feel like doing this thing. Is it you? And you pray about it. Pray. And uh, watch out for the prompts. The, so you might even say, okay, I'm not sure about this yet. I'll give time to see how I feel about it in a while. Hold on. For example, so I say, this is the idea, that do what is in your heart to do, except you can discern God saying no. So, Paul, in that, um, before the Macedonia thingy. Okay? In Acts 16. Acts 16.6. Acts 16.6. I planned you say. Acts 16.6. <laughs> Open your Bibles. Acts 16. Help me. Acts 16.6. On verse 6 to 10. Acts 16.6. Hello, we Adonai. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Acts 16. Help me. Hello, Madonna, Madonna, thy kingdom come, 
Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Pragia, Pragia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word, word in the province of Asia. Okay, go on. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, <laughs> but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Thras. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Hallelujah. Look at that. So I say, do it. Unless you hear God say no. So, so what did they do? They tried to enter here. Mm, God, is not, this, God is not in this thing. They were not praying and waiting. Love you too. They were moving. So, so they tried the next place. Should we enter here? Then they, they felt God say no. They were not. This idea. Again. I just remember the whole, was this Saul and Jonathan? No, yeah. it, was not, it was not, was this Saul? I'm a bearer. No, I'll, get it. I'll, I'll get it. Okay. So, they were saying, let's try this. I, think, I feel this is good. Okay. Then God says, no, they stop. You get my point here? They were not sitting down waiting and saying, I try to do this in I'll not do it because I'm, I'm not, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting to hear God about it. I get my point here. They are doing what they feel is right to do. Except God says, not that one. So, at night, God has sent the word. Go to so-so place. But they were not in inertia that will not do. Just keep waiting. I get to my point here. So you must trust God to be able to reach you if you are going in the wrong direction. You must trust the love of God. You know, um, again, our, our theology is very important. This theology of one mistake can wreck your life is the dangerous theology because it limits you from doing anything. That just one wrong turn can end your life forever. Now, it's, 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 no, it's, it's some things, yes, it's some things like marriage, that's, that's very tricky. No, it's some things though, like marriage, they cannot just change and say, I'm not doing it again tomorrow. Risky. But there, there are basic things. Okay, so when it comes to vision and assignments, you are allowed to have experiments. Even though it sounds spiritual, what is it? I get my point here. You can. It is not life, it is not life threatening. Here's my point here. You know, again, it is why people of the world get things done. The church just stays there. Because we don't dare. We don't trust that we have the mind of Christ. So I must be able to understand that God actually loves me and is watching my back and he will not let me make a mistake. So for example, so look at Samuel, when God called Samuel. God called till he heard that God was calling People say, ah, when, once, once you don't hear God, God moves on. It's not, it's not really true. God kept on talking till, okay, this is God. So you must trust the love of God. So when we, when we have a good theological foundation that God loves me, it's not how to cut me a mistake, but how to direct me, help me right. 
then you make you take more you take chances if you feel question okay uh, ah. okay so my question is this i believe it's not papi sure taking the question by, like, good moment because of the teachings I grew up on that anytime God tells us to do something, it's usually not primarily for our good, but like for the good of the people in our immediate community. So my question is that what if most of the prompts you get are uh, to improve your own financial situation? Like every time, do you understand? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Every time the prompts you get is when you think about it, it's going you can't immediately see how it's going to help anyone else. Amen. So the question is this Does God want you to be rich? Does God want you to be rich? Yes, now. I'll For example, if you are a billionaire now, I'm, I'm worrying about how to cut in this place next week. I just call it that. This is how far now. Give church one million. You know, no, I won't say Lord said. I'm, 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 I'm sincere. You get my point here. So, again, theology is very important. So, when the Bible says the gift of the Spirit are for the profit of all, I'm part of the all. I mean, the all too. So, the all is not everybody, but I mean, the all. I'm also all. So, for example, when God was blessing Abraham, he was part of the blessing also. Abraham had everything. Servants, plenty. Whatever, cattle, plenty. So says he lived a long, prosperous life. God has blessed and they have been blessed in every way. So again, sound theology. So, so I talk about, um, is it Andrew Carnegie? Now during his time also, there was this argument about Christians, how Christians should be poor, and kind of, our wealth is not spiritual, our wealth is a uh, mammon, and other kind of stuff. Yes. No, I'll be wealthy. It's not. No, it's what it's what they were being taught in the church then. So the guy said, the more wealthy you got, the more, the more I trust he felt. Because the more wealthy you got, the more I trust he felt. The more you could help people, the better he felt righteousness. I'm, I'm actually righteous. I'm actually righteous. The more you could feel it. The Bible says that it says he gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. So even God, Bible, was equating the ability to give with righteousness. So, poverty doesn't help anybody. Doesn't help anybody. So now that people are asking us now that why are spiritual countries poor? The poverty is not helping. It's confusing people. It's not helping anybody. So let's first separate poverty from Christianity. It is not our portion. Amen. 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 You read my my line of thought. Love you too. <laughs> Praise God. So that, that's first things first. Okay. Don't let anybody box you in. If you feel like, take it to God. It says, commit your ways to him and he'll direct your path. Take it to him. So the Amor Bearer part, Jonathan's Amor Bearer. So, look at what is happening. Saul was waiting for God to speak. Saul was with the priest. They were waiting for God to speak. See what Jonathan did. Call the Amor Bearer and says, let us do this. Maybe God will give us victory. So, he says, if we get there and we do this and they do that, we know God is understanding. So this is what was happening. He felt that God was saying, let's do this thing. So he now puts a sign there that if 
Now, okay, this is my confirmation. And what happened? They defeated those people there. Then someone said, oh, it's true. Someone said, they're pursuing. So imagine if they all waited there. Sometimes God has given you what to do. Just, let's move now. You are doing, I'm praying. Guys, let's move. You are, you are praying about it. He said, move. You are praying about it. For example, okay, so I first heard about starting a church when I was in, when I was in school, my three level. I even earlier than that. Okay? So, um, last year, the prompt came again very heavily. The prompt was super heavy. But I was so scared because who starts a church in his normal mind? Do you get my point? Where you are, they're not choosing for you. They're not choosing you. You get, no. Where you are, they love you there. You get me? They love you. You are, in fact, you're a superstar there, in quotes. Now, who is sending you? Because it's my place, actually. But I knew in my heart that I wanted to do this stuff. Even though it was super scary. So I will Google how to start a church. The fear, I'll just close it back. I, I can't, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I couldn't bear to look at it because it's. What is what God does? God paces you. Note that between last year and this year, you'll be ready. So, you know, I saw some vision that says, Tolu, it is time to go and start the church. And now put bars. You know. Question. So, so, what if you started the church last year? So that, same thing. I was no, not ready. Would that, would, that, would, that, would that then, would, would, I mean, if you, would starting it this year mean wasted time? No. You know how people it's usually talk about how they spent a lot of time doing something and then yes. they eventually get to do another thing and also, then they were like, they spent, that time was wasted and stuff. Even in those wasted times, people learn lessons those times. You learn lessons. So, there are things I feel that, that I have to think maybe God, God, God didn't have me do them. Maybe it's not true. Maybe I was not, I was not just wise enough to get it done properly. Maybe I was just, I was just smart enough to do it. Maybe it was not good. Maybe it was me that failed, not God. So there's no way can project all our failures to God. It's a very, it's a, it's a good excuse. Don't, don't just. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Yes, there's no way can. Ah, it's, it's God. No, it's, it's a very, it's a very, it's very convenient. Maybe it was. So, for example, I think that last year I was not ready. But now I'm ready, and I'm ready as we are going through. So, um, this is the idea. Just allow yourself to dream. Dream and pursue. You know how the Bible even worked? That in the Bible, I'm done. <laughs> Group chat. So, you see, people usually came to God with smaller dreams and God expanded it. So, why, why, do, why do they feel now that God is trying to choke up the dreams? This one is too much. What's in the Bible? People are small and God like, Dude, look at Gideon. He was just doing his normal farm work. And the angel came and said, Thou, mighty man of valor. Guy like, Why are you talking to him? <laughs> you know, and God told the guy, the angel told the guy, says, no, he says, um, you have found favor with God, something like that. God is with you. And the guy said, It's a lie. That if God, yes, if God is with us, we are saying, Is it God? So you are one that you're always praying in tongues. I am still wondering, is God speaking to me? Do you know my point here? Everybody are praying, blah, 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 and I'm wondering the thoughts in your heart. Where are they coming from? Give my point. So if you are, if you are one that talks to God, God is talking to you. So the question is, am I recognizing when God is speaking to me? Because we think, again, we think God will speak out in words. No. He speaks through passions, desires. He speaks through um, perceptions. He speaks through um, Discomfort, discontent, restlessness. Like, I'm just tired of this thing. I'm just tired. 
Why are you tired? You don't know. I'm just restless. So you see, you're in a perfectly good church, but you want more. That's my, that's my issue. I just wanted more. And then, then it works. When you begin to want, you start, you start seeing faults that, you listen before, but it's not just you that there's something more for me. Why God speaks to you? So I learned that it's not just that fault. It was me that was not just okay there anymore. It was not just that was bad. So just me that my, my calling was calling me out. My calling was reaching out for me. Yeah. So at some point, it, it felt so bad. It felt so, no, it felt so strong. I tell you on Twitter that I can find my purpose calling out for me. It was calling me. So it, it even calls you. When you're waiting for a, a God said, when all your body is said in it. Amen. So pay attention to God's non-verbal communication. So look at um, in Acts 13. The prophet and Paul, you know, the, the elders, they were praying, just praying normal prayer. They're not praying, God shows our assignments. And God's word came. So it's still God that brings it to you, not you going to ask him. God is ready, God is bringing it your way. So if you're talking to God, God is bringing it to you. What, what did God tell them? Say, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work after that for them to do. That's all. So if you are one and you're talking to God, God is talking back to you. So take that dream. Run. Build what you love. Yeah. Build what you love. As in, so that if you're building, you're feeling good. Okay, I'm, this is good. I love what I'm doing. Oh, I love what I'm building. This is so cool. As in, you are, this is working here. You know, you are enjoying what you are doing with your life. That's the idea. So at every, at every, every step of the way, you are loving what you are building. You are building what you love. The way you can build, you know, when you know what you are doing, is by nature excellent because you are loving it. You care for the project. It's, it's, it engulfs your heart. So that every step, you, I want it to be better every day because why? You are in love with what you are building. When God gives you a passion, it also gives you love for it. You're like, ah, I don't like my job. Your heart is not there anymore. Your heart is not there. But you love this particular thing. You love this so much. Yes. For every purpose that God gives you, He puts love for it in your heart. Why Paul says, Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel? As in, what, what, what was like in my life? His life was in the ministry. That was where his joy, his purpose, his fulfillment was. So Paul will say, I'd rather be accursed than for Israel to not be saved. His passion, his whole life was in the assignment. So, where is your heart? Where is your heart? Your purpose is where your heart is. So stop spending time waiting for something that will not come. Do, as Adama Bayer told Jonathan, do what is in your heart. Now look at also David, 1 Chronicles 17. David was praying, he wanted to build a temple to God. And the prophet came and says, yes, build it. The prophet came back and said, no, God says no. Your son will build it. See my point here? The, the, the fourth action is go ahead. Except God says no. So the fourth action is progress. It's not to wait. It's to take steps, advance. I get my point here. So we should be people on a mission, people advancing, not people waiting for God says the Lord. So this makes you understand that you already know what to do next. Amen. 
I'm sorry, please. When I used to look for purpose up and down, yeah. there was someone I had a conversation with, and the person said something about, like, there are different types of purpose, kind of. That there's one, the one that you were born with. Mm. Shay, I'm serious. That, that you are born with it. It comes naturally, something, something. And there's one that you deliberately make your purpose. Like, so you are here, and then you just say, okay, let's say um, UI development is a thing now, and then it's like the trend. People are going to make money from it. And you say, oh my God, I want to be a UI developer. You put your heart at it, you work hard, and you start blowing that you found yeah. purpose too. Okay. Um, God is not against your, your tasks. He's not against your actions. So even though I would not call it purpose assignments, but even at that, whatever you are doing now, before God is useful. So, I, okay, I can say, okay, this is where I'm going to. But I need to make money here to go here. If I try to do this now, I cannot fund this now. So, I want to use now to make money to finance this. So, even though it's not really, really, really um, your, 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 your passion, but you are working because you have to get there. I need money to buy TFA to get there. I get my point. So, the residence work is not, is not hard and fixed in stone, but you know the things you, you love to do. You, are called, you know by nature. Okay, so you can do this to get this. Amen. Because what was this money? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So it was also plan how to finance your dreams. Amen. So I said anything now, and I, I use my notes. Amen. So, for example, people will say that when they pray, for example, some will say when he prays, it just like like God just plays, presses play in his imagination. He's not saying things. So he's not seeing himself talking to people. So he was not really praying. God show me purpose. When he just prays, he just starts saying things. So God speaks to us in place of intimacy. Yeah, intimacy. So there's no way when you are close to somebody, you know that person's heart. That's how it works. So the more I read to God, the more I know his heart for me. Amen. Amen. So the more I talk to God, the more I get drawn to what? So focus on knowing God, talking to God. Then in line with that, just, just finding yourself wanting some things, liking some things, just feeling good about some things. And so sometimes also, your purpose is your place of anger, your annoyance. Amen. Yes. The things that annoy you so much, they are a sign to one of your or your assignments. So for example, yeah, traffic. Maybe you are called to build flying planes or something. Flying cars. Yes. So some people, some people, some people, um, um, some people are by nature activists. Just to just annoying them. I, I'm talking about actually. So now you wonder why do I get angry about some things? It's a pointer to what you are called to do. So it's not about how do I do this kingdom style. Amen. It's very important. You know, so you find that you ate patriarchy, you ate so and so and so, you ate so and so and so. It is God that is making you to will and to do. So it's now you submitting your ways to the Lord and receiving wisdom for how to go about it. 
So some people will hate ignorance. You're a teacher. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're a teacher. So you can find your purpose in your areas of discontent. The things you like, things you hate. Purpose is speaking there. Some people can, they can arrange for Africa. They see this chair like you want to come make the chair stand like this. Yes. Your purpose is speaking in your nature. I get to my point here. When some people walk in, what they will see what is what's not good. Yes. That's, that's, that's what they will first see. They will see what is not orderly. Your purpose is calling out to you. And I realize that you, you, you don't have, you don't really, really have one purpose. Please. No, you, you, you have many. You have many assignments. Amen. So even though there can be one for a season. Yes, there can be one for a season. But that is not, that, that might not be all you have. So for example, Reverend Sam is a pastor and also a leadership consultant. People can say, hey, as a pastor, he, he doesn't send you. He is doing what, God, what he feels God is telling him to do. Amen. Oshibaju, pastor, politician. Cry tomorrow. Nobody cares. Nobody even cares. You get my point here. So, don't let anybody create a box for you. Amen. It's very spiritual boxes. Those spiritual, don't let them, otherwise, we will keep doing what the church has done in the past. We won't break new grounds because we are in boxes. Because there is God in arts. Well, like, ah, no, arts is not spiritual. You get my point here. So we can now zone, ah, blogging. You know, you just, you just take out your, you just strip yourself bare. So God is a God of variety. God loves colors, varieties, different animals. You, just so that you can be anything. Amen. So, someone says that God made apple. But let man to make apple juice. So that man by nature is a creator. Yes. So Genesis 1. The first thing about God, Genesis 1, God is a creator. That's his first revelation to man. God the creator. Now we know from theology that the first mention of something is actually a very significant part of the thing. Amen. So for God first to be shown himself as a creator, it means that one of his most significant aspects of, of his nature is creativity, creating stuff. So now said, in 26-28, let us make man in our image after our likeness. What does that mean? Man is by nature also a creator by nature. Amen. So you are by design a creator. So, so when that feeling prompts to create stuff, you are you are as your normal nature. It's who you are. So create music, create arts. Amen. Do something. Build what you love and you enjoy building. Amen. So, it might, it might, it might be cooking. As this, this bless me with, with so much. Put God in very small boxes. Whereas God has given you what He sent you to do. So you now say, okay, my cooking is my business. My church work is my purpose. No! Everything together is your assignment and purpose. Not what you do in church alone. But people do it. Uh, my, one, my, my 9 to 5 is my occupation. My choir singing is my purpose. No. 
Your ministry, your ministry is everything you are, you are called to do. In fact, not even called to do. Whatever you do in word or deed is ministry. Every single thing you do. So when I say good morning on my street, ministry. I'm ministering love. Yes. What's ministry? Service. Well, ministry sounds spiritual. No. Service. Whatever I do in word or deed must be seen as ministry. So this should make us doers, builders, creators. Amen. My note has gone zaka zaka. So. Courtesy of no podium to help me. Amen. Okay, so, um, okay, I've said that already. Hold on. So, number one, we said that our assignments are put in us by God. That God put in every of us our assignments. He put them there, right? That's number one. Um, number two, we said they are revealed to us by intimacy with God, right? Number three, we've said that they are in our gifts, desires, passions, likes, dislikes, dreams, vision, and so on. Okay? Now, this is also important. Our assignments are sometimes similar, but also unique. Yeah, they are similar and unique. For example, Paul and Peter were both apostles. But Paul is not Peter. Peter is not Paul. You can see their personality difference from their, from their letters. So even though the apostles were apostles, one was sent to Jews and one was sent to Greeks, to non-Jews, Gentiles. So they can be similar, but also very unique. So why is Pastor A like this? Why is Pastor B like this? Leave them alone. Why is this one aggressive? Why is this one gentle? No. Amen. They can be similar, but also very... It's custom made for you. Yeah, it's for you. It's custom made for you. So, for example, in John 1... Open your Bible to John 1. John 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. John 1, from verse 19. John 1, from verse 19. Read that. John 1, from verse 19. Please use the mic. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. Please listen, guys. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Look at this. Chill, guys. They are trying to give him his boxes. Okay? Trying to give him his what? His boxes. Are you the Messiah, Messiah box? No. Are you Elijah box? No. Please go in. Are you a prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Please go on. That's 28. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, or nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John, I baptize with water. John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Amen. So, I saw the guy preaching. Okay, they say, if you are preaching, you are either Messiah, Elijah, or the prophet. I don't know. So, so those are the three common boxes. So, they say, if you, are, if you are not this, why are you baptizing? 
Meaning that only people in this box, in these boxes, are allowed to baptize. So, this is the idea. That people have what they think you should be doing. That if you're a pastor, why do you talk like this? Why do you, why do you care for politics? Why do you care for business? You're a pastor. This is what you should be doing. A box. I get my point here. So, because we have similar um, purpose assignments, does not mean we should go about it the same way. I get my point here. So, you have to understand that I'm allowed to be uniquely me. I'm allowed to pastor the way I feel is right to pastor. Amen. So, avoid those boxes. Paul has, um, John has included baptism. Why? He had baptized Christ. So his own was unique. Even though they could not get it. But he got it. So you must get your uniqueness. I get my point. You must understand your own uniqueness. If you're a pastor, why are you so playful? Leave my uniqueness alone. Amen. Because your assignment, your, your uniqueness is what, is what brings your own people to you. Some people come and they'll go back. It's fine. You get my point here. But you being you is what brings people that God has sent to you to you. Otherwise, you'll be taking that pastor's crowd, that one's crowd. They did that enough for you. So, be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Comfortable in your skin. So, why are you so... You call yourself a spiritual person. Why do you play so much? Leave my play alone. Guess, guess what complaints to do? It's people that are, that are fed. They are good. They are complaining so much. Pharisees, they are okay in your righteousness. They are not your audience. Your audience gets you. You vibe with them. Yeah, you vibe with them. So leave your purpose, as your purpose Pharisees alone. Leave them alone. Focus on those you are sent to minister to. All those naysayers, leave them alone. All they say is, no, it's not possible. Just zone them from your life. Zone them. Amen. Hallelujah. What else do I have to say? So I said also that you can have more than one assignment. You, there's no more limiting you. God does not give the limits. Okay? So don't put yourself in one um, box. Temperaments yeah. and purpose. Can you help? Because I've done temperament testing. then. Amen. So, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a number of them. So, a pastor said something. The pastor said, Amen, guys, listen. So, the pastor said that, that um, a believer has nothing to do with temperament, just another kind of, that we don't, no, we are just Jesus. That we should not, but our temperament is another. Now, this thing sounds very good. It sounds very spiritual. But, God so not, not, not as, as um, rigid as, people, as man wants to make him. So that spiritual men want to make God. God is not, it's not that rigid. God made you the way you are. So even if you are well-behaved, you are a well-behaved, noisy person. I get my point here. So you are a well-behaved, playful person. It is who you are. It doesn't make you any less mature in Christianity. So, 
Now, understanding your temperament also speaks to who you are. So God is not anti temperament. He's not against it. Now, some man is saying, what about stars that will knock your head? Amen. Yeah. What about um, the idea of conformity to the image of Christ? Awesome. Now, Paul and Peter, they were both growing from God's image, right? But you can tell the difference in Paul and Peter. I get my point here. Even though they're all maturing to Christ, you could tell the difference in them. God was speaking and using their personalities. Amen. So that image of Christ, it's not like we will all behave the same way. Just mean we will all behave the same way. We will all behave in love. Not that we will behave the same way. That, that, that just came now. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, we will all behave in love. We are going up unto him in love. Because even Christ broke tables in the, in the temple. It wasn't that cool too. Amen. He actually broke tables in love. Glory to God. Amen. So, growing in the does not mean that we all now start. We're so boring. Amen. So, finally, your vision will always be bigger than you. Yeah. So, here's the thing. God knows that. I, so, I, I feel like, of, of yours, he knows my upbringing. He knows the people around me. Like, can't you, like, be taking baby steps? Yeah, he can. I, I, honestly, I feel like you wait for me to finish one before you give me another one. Like, and then bringing them small, small. I know that one day you want me to do the gigantic one, but it's not, I don't think, like, it's, like, nice that you just show a big one. I'm serious, then. Why are you still trying to grow up the big one in place? It now starts giving you small, and everything is just, like, everywhere. And you're like, can you, like, calm down and just arrange yourself? <laughs> Glory to no, God. I'm serious. Yes. Now, someone said something this morning. I was, I was watching a program this morning for coming to church. And the guy was like saying that, um, the woman was saying, she was saying that we should stop praying nice prayers to God. Stop praying nice prayers to God. Now you are angry. You are telling God, you are trying to be nice to God. Which, he knows you are angry. Sir, I'm actually very angry at you right now. He knows already. Look at David. Master scattered prayers. They would say today, that's why are bad people making money? Why am I one suffering because I'm good? Real prayers. I'm going to come to where I'm going. So, that part of, of, of um, God chose us to, to pray. And he told them that, imagine a neighbor comes to knock your door at night. Now, that's never nice. Okay? And says, I have a guest that needs to eat. Give me food to give to the guest. And he says that, that Neighbor, doesn't stop knocking your door. That he will give not because you like him, but because he's stopping your life. Bah, go. So, and I'm teaching us how to pray to God. So you are allowed to communicate in some unnice ways sometimes. God is not your earthly father. He's not insecure. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't have a fragile ego. Not just breathe. Not, not, it's not fragile. You can like God. This thing, can we just make this in our sense? Can we arrange it? Then it, it gives you an answer. So, so David will say, 
why are bad people so living well? Why are good people poor? And they now say that, okay, we know that they are like flowers that are passing. So while, while praying is angry prayers, God gives them meaning. So now end up by saying, ah, I know in the morning you have your loving kindness and all that. He prayed from the, where he was to where God was. So you're allowed to ask God and say, okay, why are these things just scattered about? They come to give you, tell you why your own is like that. Because for the next person that is by side, God might, be, God might be giving him small, small. So God works with people based on who they are. Is it a lie? Amen. Yes. So, question. That mic is off. Put it on. Okay, so, concerning that part of praying consistently and then God answers you not because he likes you and the rest. Something occurred last year, previous year, Sha. Called the fellowship I was, I had to go for a particular position and eventually I won the post and of course they are very conservative on these kind of issues. Then one of our very old guys came around and was and we're discussing and then he asked me a question. He said, Have I prayed about it? I said, Yes, I prayed about it. He now went further and I said, Am I sure that I wanted to do it? That sometimes I could pray so much and then God is just saying, Take. That am I really sure I'm the one that did it out of God's love or I forced God's hand to do it? Amen. Again, when, see. When it, see. No, but see. When, he, when he told me, it was, I felt very like, I don't get it. Something along these lines, along the lines talking, because my mom's church, the pastor will say there are. <laughs> In my mom's church, pastor will say there is God's permissive will, and then there's God's perfect will. So at certain times, like you know, like how you're sleeping with that analogy, you're sleeping, somebody's knocking on the door, and just give them, say, we have to take our go since you want it. So she's like, there are sometimes you pray for something, and God doesn't really want you, but wants you to have it, but because you keep praying and praying and praying, God's like, okay, take and be going. But Amen. that's not his perfect will, that's just him permitting you. Amen. Now, can I answer that first? So I don't, so I, so I don't, I don't lose it. Okay. It's part of it. So, I don't know if I, I've over time, like recently when I meditated my life and I've started this new work, I, I don't know, I came across this thing once and then I meditate on it every time that I am not strong enough to blow God's will for me. Hallelujah. That because, oh, I am saying this, I'm doing this, I'm doing so, so, so things that I think are not in alignment with God or like I'm forcing God's hand on something. Hmm. I'm not in a place that I can blow God's will. If God eventually gives me that thing, I don't know how it applies to this person that is begging for bread at night, though. If God gives me that thing, it's because he wants to give me. Maybe he just sped up the process because of my persistence. I don't think he's... Amen. Okay, so it can be any... any, What you said now, they're all correct. There is no wrong going there. Okay? But this is my point. There is no wrong going. But one will say, permissive and perfect will. Um, I tell people, don't build doctrine on one verse of the Bible. You know, people, we build our life on one verse. And even that verse, maybe it's not really saying that. Because we don't know that's what it's saying. So to now build your life on that verse, um, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should, you know, have a balance. Now, God 
will not give you what will kill you. It's totally pretty simple. It, will not, it says, if your child, that same verse, that's that same chapter, says your child asks for snake, for, for fish, you don't give him snake. So, God will not give you what will kill you. That's the basic of love. As in, like, love 101. It's not even far love, as in revelation. Just normal human being love. I, I can't love you and give what to kill you. It's just pretty simple. So again, going back to trusting the love of God. So I feel strongly that our theology of direction has a more of theology of limitation. God is not the one limiting you. So you see, when whites teach direction, they teach it with liberty. When blacks teach direction, they teach it with boxes. It's our culture that has given us boxes that we now put our Christianity into. Very important. So why are they so daring there? Why are we so conservative here? Why are we so limited here? It's our boxes. It's not God. So, no God. Let God blow your mind. Whatever God called was saying, God, this is too ridiculous. Nobody says, ah, this small, I can quickly do it. So it's not God is not going to give you small dreams. Whatever God calls in the Bible was giving them ridiculously annoying dreams. They are far bigger than where they were. David, God called him from where? From the bush. Now, David could not see and say and sinking his life. God went to show him his kingship. Gideon, they say, why me? Gideon to the same thing. Paul, Paul says, I'm the least of the apostles. Joseph, same thing, last born, as in Peter, fisherman, they even denied Christ twice, thrice in one day. So nobody felt worthy of the call. So you are not meant to feel worthy of the call. No. You're not meant to be ready when he calls you. We grow into our assignment. We grow into becoming it. So that the journey itself is rewarding. Right now, between June or May, once I started this church, and now, I know how far I've grown. Because your purpose grows you. So don't say, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm not ready yet. Start something. Even if you're starting small, start. Okay? Your purpose grows you. And as you grow, it becomes more and more established. Amen. So, those dreams in your heart, do something about them. Plant that tree. A tree that you not plant cannot grow. Yeah. Plant the tree. Plant the tree. If, if, if all you have is one seed, plant that seed. Why? Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It abides. But if it dies, it will yield forth much fruit. Amen. Amen. So, enjoy the feeling of, this is too, this is too big for me. That's exactly how it should be. This is, this is overwhelming. That's exactly how it should be. So that it makes you, at every time, reliant on God. Amen. Father, I'll give you praise. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for unshackling us. Thank you for the liberty we have in Christ. Thank you because you make us to will and to do of your great pleasure. Thank you because you give us faith and boldness to dare to pursue big things. 
We give you all the praise. Just begin to talk to God in one moment for recognition, for discovery, to begin to recognize those things He has put in your heart. That the ones you have killed also, that God brings them alive again. That the ones you have forgotten, the ones you have let go of, the ones you have thought unspiritual, don't you have thought unworthy? Hallelujah. Just begin to talk to God. That God begins to uh, stir them up in your heart again. Please pray that you can recognize assignments. They, would, they, might not, they might not always be grandiose, but there's purpose in them. Even the small tasks, they are also assignments. Whatever God has put in your heart, big or small, they are assignments. Since whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord. So it means that I serve my boss in the name of the Lord. Yes. It means I wash my parents' car in the name of the Lord. With excellence. With grace. Whatever I find to do, I do in the name of the Lord. We receive grace. We receive impartation. We receive awakening of vision and purpose. We give you other prayers. Elohim Adonai, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Help me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Help me. kingdom. Whatever we do is kingdom. Whatever we do is kingdom. So whatever we do, remember this, that it's all about the kingdom. When your focus is right, you will have the proper motives. Yeah. All about the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be. Just talk to God in one more moment. That Lord, through me, further your kingdom. Through me, oh God, further your kingdom. Let your be done on the earth as it is in heaven. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'll give her the praise. Because we are inspired. We are encouraged. We are motivated. We are, like, we are liberated to pursue those things you have put in our heart to do. In the name of Jesus. Because we have no limits. Because we are not boxed by man-made ideas. In the name of Jesus. For everyone here that needs, that needs to be encouraged, that needs, that needs to be inspired afresh, I see for you today inspiration. I see for you encouragement. I see for you strength in your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Quickly, anybody that wants to be prayed for, that concerns assignments, um, purpose, vision, quickly step forward. Quickly, quickly. Fall from heaven. It might, it might just be thoughts. It might, it might not be a vision or revelation. It might not be a dream. It might just be thoughts. So listen for the thoughts that come to your heart during the week. Okay? And so you need to actually um, look at what you love. If you love to paint, 
look for paintings, just look at them, be inspired by them. If you love art, look for art, just be inspired by them. Are you getting me? If it is yours, deep will call onto deep. Like will know like. Rema, <laughs> Like, recognize like. Amen. Give her the praise, Father. Give her the praise. You just think we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We are very sure you're edified. If you would love to partner with our ministry in giving, please visit our website at www.thisgreenchurch.org and click on the giving link. God bless you.